Welcome to the My Key Needs Podcast, a podcast dedicated to MSPs. I'm Priscilla Alora Sharoop, co-founder and COO here at My Key. On this podcast, you'll have the opportunity to hear from experts in the field and thought leaders in the channel. So make sure to hit that subscribe button. Let's fly in. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Mikey Meets. Today, I'm absolutely thrilled to be speaking to my good friend, Hannah Lloyd, who is the VP of Channel Sales at Insoc. Hope you enjoy. Hi, Hannah. Thanks so much for joining us today on Mikey Meets. I'm really looking forward to chatting to you a little bit about your sort of progression through the industry. But before we get to that, can you just maybe just tell us a little bit about what you're up to now? Yeah, sure. And thank you so much um, for having me today, Chris. It's really, it really is a pleasure. Um, so in terms of where I'm at at the moment, so I'm the VP of Channel Sales at InSoc. And so I look after new business and account management of the company worldwide. And I've worked with, well, I'm very lucky to work with lots of different sized MSPs and MSSPs all over the world, um, from North America through to Europe, through to Australia. Um, so it's a very long day. It's not just our SOC that's 24-7. And um, I'm also the chair of the CompTIA Business Technology UK Executive Council as well. So I've been part of that EC um, for around four years now. And um, I'm very excited about where that's going next as well. So, yeah, it's a two-pronged thing of the volunteer work and also um, in SOC. So that, that's where we are at the moment. Excellent. And we will definitely get on to CompTIA at, um, at some point later, because I know it's something that uh, we've both got a very big shared interest in. But before we get on to that, I guess let's take it back to the beginning. Um, I know that you're considerably younger than I am, so you're kind of uh, one of the younger people in the in the industry. But how did you first enter the world of IT or what attracted you to the world of IT? Is it by design or by accident how you ended up here? Sure. I thought you were the same age as me, Chris. I thought we were both 29. <laughs> um, so I started up in the channel uh, about seven and a half years ago now. And I actually, I had been doing a degree in English, bizarrely, and I had no idea what I wanted to do next. And I then had a um, interview request from a recruitment agency. And they offered me a interview with a company um, that provides a knock and service desk and say inside sales representatives. So it was kind of a stopgap um, until I decided what I wanted to do. And I started there literally two days after I handed in my dissertation at university. I hadn't even graduated yet. And from there, it just um, it just completely flowed. I wouldn't actually be in any industry um, now. So it was um, sort of an accident. Um, and I worked my way up from inside sales representative through to channel manager and then senior channel manager. And then we um, moved on to INSOC, um, where obviously um, I'm the VP now. I'm also on the board um, alongside um, five colleagues. Um, so over the last seven years, it's been a very quick route to growth. Um, it's been a lot of hard work. I wouldn't say it's something which is um, just um, taking one foot in front of the other. It's been a lot of long days and it's taken a lot of grit to be able to do that and a lot of determination and um, a lot of difficult things that have to happen. And both of the companies are um, were startups. 
up. And um, so I think you have to wear a lot of different hats, but you also get to learn a lot more um, in a very short space of time. So although it's only been seven years, it does feel like a lifetime. Um, but as I said, although it's something where I didn't realise that I was going to go into IT, obviously following an English degree and working at a supermarket, um, I wouldn't have it any other way. I wouldn't be looking at any other industry other than the channel now. Okay, that's that's really interesting, I guess, from a couple of points of view. One of which is, you say you're doing an English degree at university, and I guess mm. no one, no one, well, certainly no one I know grows up dreaming of wanting to be in the channel. <laughs> but it's kind of, was was IT, I mean, with, the, with your sort of peers at university, were people looking at IT careers? Were IT careers mentioned? Or is it just something that it was people looking at kind of different things and some fell into IT? Or were people actively looking at IT as a career option at that point? Oh, definitely not. And I think even taking a step back, I went to an all-girls school um, in Kent and IT was never something that was even mentioned. We did about half an hour of IT every two weeks and it was something where we were just taught how to use Microsoft Word. It was never something which was really intended for girls, I would say. Um, And I'd say that girls were probably pushed more into the humanities subjects. And I think at university, the dream of people doing English is probably to go into journalism or to be able to do editing, all of those types of things which are seen as the glamorous jobs of doing English. Um, And the reason that I did English was because it was something which I um, was probably a bit better at in terms of my subjects. And so I was a lot more open-minded. I didn't have a set career path. And so something when IT was um, mentioned to me, I was very much open to that possibility and to be able to learn. And I love learning about new things. Um, So I think it was uh, very much a step in a different direction for me. It was definitely not something which was open to um, people. And it definitely wasn't something which was talked about at university in a careers path or even at school um so it was a completely new field for me um, i remember in my first week at um, my job it was a case of learning from what a server was um and also um, what a script was <laughs> to be able to answer those questions. Um, so it was completely a new field and it was something which took a lot of learning and I'm still learning today. As people probably know, I'm not the most technical person. I love to learn about it, but um, yeah, it's, it's certainly something where every day is a school day. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And go, just going off at a slight tangent then, because I'm genuinely interested about this. So when you meet your friends uh, and probably people from university that you knew or mm. friends that you knew from school or outside of the IT industry, and they kind of say, you know, Hannah, we can see you're, you know, you're successful. What is it you do? How, how do you answer that to someone that's not in the channel? I guess because most of the people listening to mm. this podcast will be in the channel. And I've kind of always struggled across this when, I, when I'm trying to explain my job to people uh, when I'm down the pub or something. I find it quite mm. difficult. So, I mean, how do you generally, I just say, I mean, do something with computers or something because it's quite easy. <laughs> but how, how do you explain your role to people that, that aren't in the channel? Do you know what? That's a really, really good question because my mum, even still after seven years, believes that I sell laptops. Um, so, um, I think that um, a lot of the time people do ask the question um, as to what I do, um, both from the perspective of my everyday job and also via CompTIA or anything else um, that I do. And a lot of the time I focus on, especially because in Pakistan, the cybersecurity space, I think that there's a lot more interesting conversations to be able to have with people 
people outside of the channel. And um, so to be able to have the conversation where they've obviously seen it on front page news, if we look at the different types of cyber attack that happens, to be able to say then, oh, actually, my company is how we stop that from happening. That actually is a lot more engaging than me going into the ins and outs of what the scene tool is or what a vulnerability scanner is. So to be able to have the conceptual um, conversation about I actually stop that from happening, not in a superhero way of um, I make the world a better place. Um, but to say that I actually um, I actually combat that type of thing that you've seen on the BBC, like with the healthcare attacks and all of that type of stuff, they find that really um, an interesting subject to be able to talk about and it's something which is engaging to them. Um, so I would say that that's probably um, how I have that conversation. Um, and also I've actually had a lot of friends that are outside of the industry. Um, one works in a supermarket, he's a branch manager, I've got another one that actually works in patents that from having those conversations has actually wanted to get into the industry um, and they're now going through CompTIA certifications and they're doing all types of things and they're actually wanting to learn about it so being able to have those high level um, conversations which are interesting and making it interesting and not using all the jargon actually does make a huge amount of difference and allow someone to be able to do something that they thought they wouldn't do before. Yeah, well, you know, that's shamed me into feeling bad about my standard uh, work in IT answer. <laughs> obviously, you, you've probably helped introduce more people to the industry than me. All I get is whenever I get anywhere, I work in IT. Oh, uh, can you come around and fix my printer kind of thing? <laughs> uh, which I, I, the answer is I can't. So, uh, yeah. But uh, no, that's a, that's a great answer and something that I'm sure a lot of the people listening today will will uh, have kind of struggled with themselves. So let's go back to when we first met. I assume, and I can't remember exactly, it's been a long time. Um, I've known you for, um, yeah, it seems a, a long time, and uh, Clashy was a really good friend. But there was a time, obviously, when we first met, and I, I assume that was CompTIA, but I'm not 100% sure. Mm. But basically, we we're both involved in CompTIA in different capacities, and now you've kind of risen to the top of that. So the chair of the UK channel community, the worldwide um, member of the year of CompTIA, which is sort of the pinnacle of the CompTIA membership. So... I mean, what what does CompTIA mean to you? Again, this is another great question because sometimes people ask me, you know, what, what is CompTIA? Um, so I guess that's the first question, I suppose. So for the people that aren't familiar with CompTIA, what is it? I'll just give you that easy question to answer. <laughs> and then kind of why do you think it's so important and what do you get out of it um, personally and professionally? Sure. And um, it's a great, great, another great question. Um, and what CompTIA is, um, CompTIA is the trade body associations of the IT tech industry. And that ranges from different things from certifications, whether that's in IT or security, and um, right the way through to the communities. And the communities are uh, what I'm a part of. And um, so we've got the UK community over here, we've got the Benelux community. And there's also the US communities, which are more um, focused, which are for managed services all the way through to the security communities and there's also the councils as well which cover drone space and so forth um, and in terms of what CompTIA means to me and why I'm a part of it I would say CompTIA has had a huge amount of influence over my growth over the last seven years and um, I've always been heavily influenced by Stell who's the director of the UK community and I think that her belief in me um, and being able to see what I didn't even know what I could do has um, made a huge difference. It gives you that confidence and um, to be able to perhaps do things which 
which you wouldn't necessarily do um, otherwise. And also Tracy Pound, who's the chairwoman um, of the board of directors um, at CompTIA, has been a very um, great mentor to me and has always pushed me forward in a way that, again, I wouldn't have done otherwise. And I think that that mentorship and also the sense of community, which is the foundation of CompTIA, is what that means to me. And um, being able to have a completely neutral space where people come together where if there's someone that's not having a great time there's people there that can help if someone's having a really good profitable year then they're able to then um, share that and to be able to support others and whether you're an MSP whether you're a vendor or whether you're a DISTY everyone comes together they're on the same level no one's trying to sell to other people it's all about what's best practice what makes the channel work and I think the IT industry the basis of it and what actually makes it so successful is that community and um, people being able to have a very good relationship with their vendors or with their distributors and their clients it allows for a really healthy ecosystem which allows the channel to succeed and I really do think Compt is at the heart of those values and um, people are able to better themselves they'll be able to um, do certifications they're able to go down new lines that they didn't think were possible and um, that's via whether that's through the CompTIA staff or whether it's through those that sit on the executive councils that are able to channel that messaging and um, it's all about that community about that neutrality and that's what CompTIA really um, how that really resonates with me and as a girl in the IT space and also someone that's very young um, to be able to have that support um, was a huge thing for me and it still is and um, to be able to um, have that support and that belief in me that's something which has completely shaped my career and I do have a lot to thank CompTIA for for that. Well that's that was amazing and uh, you probably find hard to believe but I think that was probably the shortest explanation of CompTIA that I've ever heard as well. <laughs> Uh, it is quite it's quite a difficult topic sometimes, but but I 100% agree with with what you said around the the neutrality and the fact that I've been member of CompTIA as a as a MSP and as a consultant and as a vendor, multiple vendors, and it, it is unique in the industry that it's just mm. a place to go just to to speak equally to. Um, people across all different levels of the industry without the kind of the people trying to pitch all the time and try and sell stuff. So, yeah, so I'm, a, I'm like, yeah, I'm a big fan of what they do. And I think that the communities in Europe, so the UK, Ireland and the Benelux communities are doing a great job as well. So anyone that's listening mm. that's not involved, I would recommend that they certainly look into CompTIA. So one of CompTIA's stated aims, um, and I don't know the exact wording, so I'm kind of paraphrasing, but I think one of the aims of CompTIA globally is increasing the amount of women in the IT industry. And as someone that's kind of been that and is now living in this IT industry, what kind of advice would you give to young people thinking about joining? Or what, you know, how do we try and how do we try and fulfill the aim of kind of making the industry more diverse? Sure. Um, that's actually something which I probably get asked most. And when I've been at events before, I, there's been a lot of young people, uh, women, and also I've got um, high functioning ADHD as well, which is something which I have spoke openly about now, which I, was a huge step for me. But at the same time, I'm so glad I did because it's given people the confidence to be able to speak a bit more openly about it, especially for girls where perhaps they have thoughts or they are diagnosed with ADHD. ADHD, it's something which now they 
have that confidence that actually it's not a bad thing and it's not something which holds you back and ADHD I would say it doesn't define me but it is a part of me and it's something which has allowed me to um, speak and to be able to um, do things which um, with a narrow confidence which perhaps I wouldn't have had and to be able to speak that actually that was something which I was able to do because of being a neurodiverse individual I think that's given people um, that confidence to be able to say actually I think that's something which um, is a part of me too and to be able to see that has been actually one of the most rewarding things which I've done Um, and I think for young women especially that obviously this is a heavily male um, dominated industry I think just accepting the fact that obviously I'm a woman I'm not ashamed of being a woman it's something which I'm very proud of and it's something that should be celebrated and um, just acting in the way that you would normally act and you don't have to be anyone else to be able to succeed and to just constantly stay curious and to constantly um take those steps in order to um to better yourself and your best advocate is always going to be yourself it's not going to be anyone else you're not going you can't rely on other people to be able to push you forward all the time you can have that support but it's what you do with that support that's going to make a difference and so ask the questions don't be afraid of um asking things which you might think are silly there's never a silly question and and to be able to learn as i said earlier um it was something which was completely new to me i didn't know what server was i didn't know what which was but I asked the questions and I constantly learn every day um, about different things and so just being a woman isn't something which um, is detrimental um, even if we're in the minority being neurodiverse isn't detrimental I'm from a very poor background so that's not detrimental it's what you do with your experience and how you push yourself forward and how you interact with people and also how you um, foster relationships um, as well so I would just say just be yourself and just ask the questions if you need mentorship as well ask the questions to be able to get that support that you need yeah I think that's great advice especially and I've just made a note of it here don't be anyone else right just be yourself Mm -hmm. and the IT industry is so wide and so diverse there's there's something for for everyone and so you know everyone's got a skill set that can fit in I think in the days gone by like as you mentioned there I think it's easy to think of IT as being either coding or programming or switches and servers and there's so much more to it than that so I think that even sort of non you don't need to be super technical to work in IT and that's something that's sometimes quite difficult to get over to people and explain but I mean I think it's a great career I've had a a great career from it and I've met some amazing people you know through it uh, such as yourself so I would recommend that anyone would kind of go into this career I think it's um it's an amazing place to be so Going forward, uh, we're almost out of time. So just quickly, if you could maybe just explain a little or get thoughts or predictions or uh, what's next for Hannah? What are you uh, what are you planning to do next? Where do you see yourself see, see yourself in five years time? Sure. Um, I, I, I'm very much the type of person which takes, I mean, I think that over the last two years where um, obviously the last year is something which no one expected it to be. No one expected to have to deal with the things that we, the um, businesses have had to deal with over the last 18 months um, and I think in me that has um, produced something where I don't plan too far in the future um, I don't plan into a five year ten year plan also because I don't have a great attention span um, but also because I think that you can do great things with opportunities that sometimes you don't expect um, and so I would say that to keep driving the company forward 
forward to um, drive in stock from startup to where it is over the last two years has been hugely rewarding and something which um I didn't even think I was capable of. So to be able to take it into the next five years and to be able to see it grow, to be able to see it mature and to be a part of that journey um, is something which I am really looking forward to and I'm really excited for. And um, I would say also from the CompTIA perspective, um, I'm just um, starting my tenure as the chair of the UK. Um, and to be able to take the initiative, to be able to grow them, to be able to mature them, whether that's our diversity initiative or whether that's um, something which is a bit more um, embedded into um, enabling MSPs. That's, again, something which with time always gets better and better because you get more input, you get more support from the community. Um, and to be able to see that's really great. And I think that taking each day, each week, each year, um, and just making sure that you're doing something that little bit better is how you achieve something great. If I said that I was going to do something specific in five years, knowing me, it will be something completely different that I end up doing. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think that because of the change that's happened, because of everything, which has been a lot more impulsive over the last 18 um, months, I think that being able to take those small opportunities and make them into something good um, and being able to spread more information about diversity in the channel, um, we're a pledge to CompTIA as well to do more um, education around neurodiversity. That's something which is very close to my heart as well. So I think that doing those things, being more active, in volunteering and also taking my company to the next level is something which I'm really excited to do. Great. Well, I'll certainly be looking on to see how it goes, certainly within CompTIA, which we're looking forward to seeing what the next few years under your kind of leadership brings because uh, I know as you mentioned there you've got so much insight and experience to bring so really looking forward to that and obviously looking forward to seeing you again in person at the next event which hopefully into 2022 we'll be getting a little bit back more back to normal so uh, I can't wait to catch up again in person but until then I'd like to say thanks once again Hannah for your time today it's been really interesting to me and I hope for hopefully for other people Uh, so thanks and see you next time. Yes, thank you so much, Chris. It's been an absolute joy as usual, and I look forward to seeing you at the bar next time. Thanks again to Hannah for joining us today. I found that really insightful. I hope you did too. If you want to learn more about Hannah or CompTIA, contact her via LinkedIn. I'm sure she'd love to speak about her journey within the community. So with that, I'd like to say thanks once again for listening to Mikey Meets and take care. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to the Mikey Meets podcast. We really hope you enjoyed it. Make sure to tell your friends about us. And if you haven't already, please subscribe on your platform of choice. For questions, feedback, or just to say hello, you can reach us on podcast at Mikey.com. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time.